and we're live. All right, live again. Welcome back. I'm your host, Taylor Wadehofer. Another edition of Disruption Nation. It's a show podcast platform where we showcase people that are disrupting their space in a positive way. And we have Christy Gordon with us today. Thank you, Christy, for being on. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I'm very, very excited. I'm going to give you a kind of a quick intro and then uh, we'll, we'll dive into some meat here. So just uh, FYI, what we're about to get to, um, why you want to you know, listen to what the value that's going to happen just in the next you know, 25, 30 minutes or so. Um, you know, how not to be basic as a realtor. Okay, what's that mean? We're gonna figure that out in here in just a second. Um, you know, what agents can do that's uh, unique and to stand out for their actual clients. So you're gonna get a lot of that also and how agents can help their community and also the industry. And there's a lot of different capacity and crossover that Christy and I have been able to have the pleasure and experience of working with each other and, and, and just in a lot of different ways, you know. Um, so. Let me give you a quick introduction. So Christy was on the cover of Houston Real Producers. Uh, we did a story on her. Uh, September is right behind her. I love it. She was like, and I'm wearing the same outfit. <laughs> She's wearing the same outfit. I love it. I've done that before too. We're like, I'll show up and I don't know. They got my picture up and I'm like, hey, the same same jacket, whatever. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, so been on the cover and um, and then when I first ramped up, here's uh, I told her to bring this up. She told me not to do this <laughs> in the very beginning. Let <laughs> me explain. No. <laughs> No, go, go, go for it, go for it. We'll, let's start there, because yeah, when I was no. watching Houston Real Producers three, a little over three years ago, she said, Taylor. Well, there had been. Just told me you're like, be, tread lightly, be careful. Well, it's just that because what you were explaining to me sounded a lot like what had happened before and mm -hmm. did not, was not a success. And right. I care for you. Yeah. And what I, I didn't want you to do was to make those pitfalls that the other ones had. So I can mm -hmm. tell you now, looking back, that you've gone completely in another direction. You've taken technology uh, so much further and you've made a success where other people just couldn't make it profitable. So kudos to you for not listening to me. Like my kids, it's, you know, it happens a lot. <laughs> but no, it, it was fantastic. I remember walking out, I was like, oh man, that's pretty motivating, you know? And, and, and you were coming from such a place of love. Like I wouldn't, you know, rub the wrong way. I, I expected no. anything, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a go-getter, I'm a hustler. So it was like, okay, I'm gonna run into some, you know, is not everybody's gonna be like, this is the best thing, you know, this is the best idea yeah. ever. So anyway, but uh, I just, I thought that was, uh, that, that was cool. So no, it actually motivated me, if anything, I'm like, I got good. Good. some good things. So, anyway, all right, so Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green and the Katie office have a lot yeah. of friends in there over uh, over the years and, and clients, you know, from a uh, previous business. Kim Brown, who my staff and we've dealt with for a long time. So she, I know she's your right hand. Uh, got into the business in 2004. Christy had, Christy did. Um, World Traveler. I, mean, I know we talk about travel a lot. And uh, Tree Pack, major Tree Pack investor for probably a handful of years, longer than me. How long? How many years? Oh my gosh, I don't know, but I'm I'm in for over thirty thousand dollars right now into the pack, so quite a while. Yeah. See, yeah, not many people. Explain what Tree Pack is real quick. And I was definitely going to get into this because you know this is my passion. It's the Texas Realtors Political Action Committee. Mm -hmm. And we are actually um, the only entity that protects private property rights for the consumer. We protect our industry. We protect the economy because a lot of times economy is on the uh, riding on the coattails of a healthy housing market. So this pack, truly the consumer has no one else to watch their back as far as housing goes, whether you're a tenant, a landlord, uh, a buyer or seller, so I am, it's so crucial to my clients, to my industry, to my uh, co 
community um, that I can't imagine not being involved. So there you go. It's just uh, it's such a great group of people. I am absolutely. Yeah, I love I, lo I love all of it, and you know I haven't been in True Pack and major investor as long as you have. But last year, the uh, I mean, it was right down the street from from Oral Tony's. That was, mm -hmm. uh, that was that was a fantastic evening. So. Well, kudos to you for stepping up as a major investor and as a, an affiliate major investor, which we truly appreciate it. Absolutely, y'all, realtors, real estate world. They, you know, you're my people. I love the space. Oh. Some of my friends <laughs> there. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's my first time going to that annual. Uh, dinner and I was like, God, I knew, you know, it's just, yeah. this is just, this is the group that, you know, I need to be a part of and I'm excited to be. So, all right, let's see. Back to you. So, 2013, Realtor of the Year, Houston, by the way. We got a lot of them here. You know, it's the fourth largest city in the country, pushing 30,000 of you. And it's more About now. 40,000 realtors, I right. think. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I did that a little low on purpose because uh, yeah. 2013. So, you know, it's probably maybe 25, right. 30,000, whatever, you know, to be one out of that many. Major, major kudos and props. You probably are the first agent, I think, I've interviewed in 60 shows that, uh, that won that. Pretty sure. If I'm wrong, yeah. I apologize, but I, I think that that's an accurate uh, statement. I'm very proud of it. It was a shock, actually. It was a surprise to me because I actually served on the board at that time. And the meeting where they actually vote on it, they found a way to vote while I wasn't in the room, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. And um, it was uh, shocking. And I tell everybody I'm going to wear that crown till the day I'm gone because uh, you don't get to win it twice. So, um, so yeah. Cool. No, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of it for you and you want it, I, but you know, I, I presented it at HR, you know, a hundred times or whatever. And I see every time I go in there and I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. You know, My so. second home. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so speaking of, um, speaking of that, so you're on, uh, you know, Houston Association of Realtors board four times, right? I've been on the Ford. I'm not serving now, um, but I've served on that board four different terms, very proudly. And I've served on the Texas Realtor Executive Board as mm -hmm. well as the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors. And actually, was a year before last, I was on all three at the same time, which was crazy. But right now, I'm not serving on any boards, and it's kind of cool, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can only imagine. I'm on a few boards, and it's, there's, it's, there's a lot that goes with that. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sunshine Kids has been a big charity that, you know, Better Homes and Gardens Beer Green right. uh, contributes to. And, uh, and I've, I've been with you at a handful of uh, y'all's events out in uh, Katie. And so, yeah. anyway. Um, paths crossed a lot. So I'm excited to kind of, you know, catch up with you a little bit on the show and, you know, add some value to some people. And um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's, let's kind of get into it, you know, just, you know, life of the agent, you know, not being the basic agent. We were talking a little bit about that before we kind of got into some stuff, but what, what, what does that mean to you not being <laughs> one of a bunch, right? You know, how, how, yeah. Well, it's, I'm using, I guess, the vernacular of my child, my kids, you know, about being basic or extra. Sure. Yeah. And, yep. um, there are so many of us uh, licensed in the nation and so few are actually doing the work and doing it well. So I wanted to just share some thoughts on how to be that extraordinary agent to the consumer, to your cooperative agent that you're working with, just how to be very impactful in a very positive way. And um, I don't know, help our industry a bit because we do yeah. suffer when you've got the the basic agents and that's really the ones that get the press that's the ones that you hear the complaints about all the time so i just wanted to 
highlight some of my thoughts on how you can be better at yeah, what you're doing. Please. Yeah, I'm looking okay. forward to it. Okay. You want me to start now or? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. So for so for the um I kind of did a little alliteration. So for the consumer, I use my three E's. And the first one, of course, is education. Yeah. And I hate to say, I, I would say like a monkey could get a real estate license if they had a long weekend and a credit card. So that's funny. we don't want to be that person when you can take classes online. And I love online classes. I know you interviewed Rita today. Not saying anything about that. But when you can do it so easily, you, you do lower the bar a bit of professionalism because you're not attracting the people that are willing to put in the hard work and effort to be really good at what they do. And so many agents don't realize that what you need to pass the test is the bottom, the foundation even. And then you build up from there what you need to be a successful real estate agent and to fully represent your clients and do a great job. So education, I always tell new agents when they come in the business, every minute of the hour that you plan to work, block out on your calendar, two things, I'm gonna be earning or learning, period. If I'm not doing activities where I'm earning, whether I'm prospecting or helping my clients do a transaction, attending inspections, learning new areas, then I better be earning my, I mean, learning my craft. And learning your craft is not just taking courses, although I believe so fully in them. I have a lot of designations. If you look behind my name, it's like a oh, you do. alphabet yeah. suit. And it's not all of them. It's just the ones I can remember off the top of my head. I think they're important. And it's so interesting because NAR did a study at one time, and I can't remember the figures. I know Rita could, but the percentage of money earned by agents with designations is so much higher than those without. And that could be twofold. Yes, we learn more because we are educating ourselves to a higher level. But I also think the type of agent who wants to know more and be better educated is the type of agent who will have designations yeah. and the type of agent who is set up to be successful anyway. Mm -hmm. So whether or not it's the designation itself or the type of agent who strives for that, be that agent. Be the one who wants to get your master's in negotiation, your international property specialist, your accredited luxury marketing specialist. Be the agent that wants to be the best at what they what they are and what they can do. Right. And a lot of that, if you don't have the time for experience yet, it comes from getting educated. Yeah, so true. And, you know, I, I know I was going to jokingly say, you, I know, have is more uh, acronyms behind your name than, you know, at least up yeah. the for sure. Well, and, and they're, they're important. And I think whether or not the consumer recognizes it, I think on a deeper level they do, but other realtors recognize it. And for referral, in your industry, I think it helps to be um, recognized as an expert. Now, that leads me to experience. When you're brand new, I can tell you the people that I worked with, I started, God bless them, I didn't know anything yeah. compared to what I know now. Of course. But we can gain experience. If you're brand new, get a mentor, uh, shadow successful agents, watch what they do, learn, and hopefully those people will, will share because it makes everybody better. Yeah. But make sure that you are not practicing where you do not have experience. I just referred a buyer out to Canyon Lake and, and they were, I could have gone there. I can drive my car goes there. I'm licensed there. Mm -hmm. It would have helped them not because I did not know the area. I don't have experience in that type of uh, area property. 
right. just like commercial. I never touch commercial because I'm licensed for it, but oh my gosh, I don't know the first thing about it. So yeah. get experience in what, know what you know, get experience in what you practice, but do not practice what you do not know. And then do you want me to move to the third E or you want me to stop? No, no, no. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. So earning and learning. I love that. And now what is your take on splitting that? I mean, is this straight 50-50? Like how are you, oh. or maybe give me a time block example of what that well, means to you or? I always tell people, newer agents and what I did. I get three markers, red, green, and yellow. And the um, yellow is for learning when I'm learning things. The green is for earning. And the red is to fill in the spaces that I'm doing neither. Maybe I'm on Facebook. Maybe I'm on Amazon. Maybe I went to DSW and bought some shoes. You know, who knows? Or I'm sitting at the water cooler gabbing and griping. But I'm not doing one of those two things. I tell people, if you think you're working eight hours a day, but you time block with those markers, you'll find you're a part-time agent, not a full-time agent. And part-time agents get part-time results, period. So, and then time is time and money, right? So when you're new, you don't have any money, but you have lots of time. That's a great chance to be out learning your area, driving new markets. Just learn everything you can. And HIR has a lot of free classes and my broker has classes all the time. The education is out there. What, as you get experience and you get busy, you have less time, but you have more money. So then you can pay for those expensive designations. So there's a blend there. So it really just depends on where you are on that. Yeah, where you time are. And, right. I knew the time and money scale. When I first asked you, because I mean, over your, over your career, I'm sure, you know, the time blocking is always going to change, you know, for sure. Right. Um, with the way that you just explained, but no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. And never stop learning or learning you by the way. It's not so easy. You know, it's earning and learning. Like, you know, well, and you don't make some money or, you know. Yeah. Sure and you never stop learning. Stuff. I love when, you know, you have agents that oh, I've done it this way forever. And you never stop learning because this industry with technology, there are so many newer agents that have jumped leaps and bounds on how to uh, prospect using TikTok and all these things that I'm not doing because that would be ridiculous. But you know, all of the social media, that there's a way that we're not, if we stay in one place, we're definitely going to be left behind. So always be learning as well. Absolutely. You can do TikTok. And then, you don't have to go dancing on TikTok. Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> so. You don't have to dance. I mean, I'm on TikTok. And I'm not dancing. Well, I have to, I'll have to follow you. I do watch it, but I don't participate. Not yet. So on the ethics is the third E. And this is so important to treating and being that extra agent and not basic. You have to have a very deep ethical core and you need to know your code of ethics as a real estate agent. It's very easy to find, Google it. If you don't know it, call me, I'll give you, I'll give you a copy. But our code of ethics is how we treat our clients and how we treat other agents in our industry and how we treat the public. And they are inviolate, they are crucial to maintaining our reputation and maintaining our fiduciary duty to our client. Right. So I, I serve currently still, I've been on professional standards at Texas Realtors for, I don't know, 10 years. And I serve on ethics panels as a, not a judge, but I guess one of the panelists who make decisions when there are ethics violations uh, filed against our members. And I can tell you that I am constantly shocked at the lack of professionalism, poor judgment, 
or maybe just ignorance, frankly, of some people. And a lot of it has to do, frankly, with lack of broker oversight. I think we have gotten away from the broker being responsible for their agent's actions. And especially where, you know, agents come out of school thinking, oh, I don't have to pay this broker. I'm going to go there. I always say you get what you pay for, number one. But if agents realize that what the knowledge they got coming out of school is enough to get them to pass the test, but it is not preparing them to be a good fiduciary ethical agent, they have so much to learn after that point. And if they're not getting it from their broker, they better be getting it somewhere else. Yeah, no, that's so true. There's a lot, a lot of moving parts there, absolutely. And and so, yeah. and I love that you're so big with TreePak and the community and, and on the, all the boards. I mean, there's not many people that I get to talk to that are more in the know with just uh, just the way things are going than that than, than you are. So, um, I mean, what what uh, what else as far as you know? I guess the community with the agents that are out there, you know, gets you excited right, right now, or are you the most passionate about? Well. The, the community right now, I have been watching some incredible agents getting involved in doing good, especially during this time of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I have, there's so many people out there uh, thinking of ways to help their community at this time. And who better than realtors to be able to market? We're the best. And at times when we couldn't maybe market homes, we could certainly market restaurants and other businesses that need our help. And I can think of several. One great gal, I just love her. She is helping all the vendors that um, the rodeo was canceled and it kind of started and then it became bigger than just rodeo. But this is an agent who had a big broad breach, great social media skills, and is helping others have exposure and make money that they would have lost. And I thought, wow, thinking out of the box. Another agent I know was helping a friend of his with the restaurant chain and really helping. So we need to be in the community. And I have three C's for that, if you don't mind, as a to be not be a basic uh, agent in the community. First is be a connector. We know everybody. And people that I don't know, you know, and you can connect me and then I can connect them. So we should be connecting consumers with our community. Yes. Through video, through TikTok, through whatever, through interviews. We we are the great connectors, pardon allergies. And then the next one is we need to be champions of our, of our communities. Who loves our community more than we do? And if you don't know why you should love your community, get out and find a reason because you're selling the community to yeah. other people. Yeah. And we don't just want the consumer to fall in love with the house. We want them to fall in love with our community. And then finally, the last one is be a curator of the great people in the community and the things that they're doing. And we can share that with other people. So connector, champion, and curator of your community will take you from basic to extra. I love that you touched on that because I mean, I feel like that's right up my alley big time. That's what you're doing. <laughs> you know, like I've, I've been saying that since day one and when I, when I launched this, you know, three years ago, it's like, I want to be recognized as a master connector in the Houston real estate community, period. Master connector, if I can figure that out, then, you know, I, I figured out a lot. Is, um, anyway, it's so it's, it's brilliant, you know, and, and this, I mean, shoot, we have, we have a strong market. We've been blessed, you know, when we were hit in 2008, 2009, and then also again with Corona, we're, uh, we've always kind of had like a pocket protected market to some extent where, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the repercussions haven't been as bad as they have been in other parts of the right. country, obviously. And, um, so, you know, 
it's, uh, it's, but still, you know, there are a lot of businesses that are hurting right now. It's not all, you know, and I, I feel kind of not for lack of a better word, I'll say guilty because a lot of the people I have on the real estate market hadn't gotten just rocked too, too bad. And a lot of the people that, you know, I'm interviewing are, are, are doing well and, uh, and, you know, and, and what could be a tough time. So anyway, the connecting well, for all of us with other businesses right. when you can help, it needs to, you know, be encouraged and happy. And I wanted to hit, and I'm going to go into tree back again, because I don't know if your membership and, and your viewers realize it, but when this first happened, Texas Realtors and the PAC and their leadership and staff sat down with our legislators and governor and impressed upon them how important real estate was and that it was, it should be an essential business. And we fought for that and we got it. So the real estate market in Houston was able to continue while I can tell you their states, they're just now been opened up and these are, everything shut down. You could have had a transaction the day before closing and it shut down. Nothing happened. And there are people that were caught in bad situations because they couldn't get out of their home and move their home. This wasn't just self-serving so we could have business flowing. This mm -hmm. was so our consumers would be able to continue with their plans. And I can tell you that Texans, Texas realtors should be so thankful for TREPAC because they fought for that and won it for them. And, and yeah, I love that. And I don't talk about tree pack near, near enough on the show. I'm a big believer in it. And I, and I love that, you know, that we're hitting that because God do so much for, for such, I mean, the whole state of Texas isn't just yeah. Houston, the whole no. state benefits from it. And, uh, and y'all carry a lot of weight and the, the success stories of which I'll do that so many agents that have no clue, which y'all are fighting for and doing for them and all the stuff that they get to enjoy in their career. They have no clue. And they, they don't have any clue. So go, where can people go to look up tree pack or be a minimum investor? Um, uh, HAR.com backslash tree pack. And that would be for our HAR members and affiliate. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you another uh, entity that's been very powerful. I'm sorry. There's a minimum donation is like 50 bucks or something. State is a little bit different than others. And, and while we're on a big, um, we don't solicit people outside of our class. So all I can just say is if you're an HAR member uh, or affiliate member, just go to HAR.com slash tree pack and it'll give you all that information. Go but I wanted, to, it's, uh, I wanted to hit on one more entity, um, Taylor. Uh, Texas Realtor has a, has a committee called the um, Issues Mobilization Committee, Issues yeah. Mob. I was fortunate to chair that committee last year. But I can tell you if any areas in the state had to deal with forced annexation, and it was huge. Issues mobilization rallied the troops, and we were actually able to get that on the legislative, uh, uh, what do you call it, agenda. And then it was passed so that there cannot be forced annexation without vote, again, in the state of Texas. And that's your Texas realtors through the volunteers and the staff that serve with issues mobilization. So while it's not a part of tree pack itself, it's just another arm of how our industry is really trying to protect our consumers and not just the realtors, but they go hand in hand. So I didn't mean to head no, into that plug. No, I, I love it. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely worth mentioning. I mean, it's, uh, it's huge. So please, you're encouraged to go check out TreePack. Hey, yeah. by the way, if you have any questions for Christy, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, very easy. Um, my email is Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-I at ChristyBorden.com. Uh, you can call me 832-368-5953. Maybe we can put that down in the feed. 
and uh, Absolutely. Google me because I'm pretty Googleable. It's so funny. My husband is an IT guy, so he's very super secret. And if you Google him, the only time he shows up is because he's married to me and his name is attached. And I used to get upset if you got to the 15th page of Google and ran out. I'm like, wait a minute, I've got to work hard. So anyway, that's the marketer in me. So I'm easy. To, I'm easily found. <laughs> so I remember when I first got to know you in like 2009. Okay. So it's been a little while and now videos are wow. you know, a little different now than they were then. And you're one of the few agents that had, uh, you had a video, I think on the hard website or just maybe it was on your own personal website or both, because I'm pretty sure they're linked, but anyway. Right. Um, and I just thought that was so cool. You know, you're sitting in a beautiful home, and I was like, okay, she's she's doing it right. You know, I mean, there's 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 a way to, and a way not to do, and I mean, even, even back then, I mean, not, not a lot of agents were doing that, taking advantage of the video, that, and, and, and you separate, I watched it happen. You separated yourself quickly, quick, fast, in a hurry, and, uh, and had major success, and you know, produced, you know, and helped, you know, probably hundreds of families. I mean, I, I have no idea what the number is, but um, I know it's uh, extraordinary. So anyway. Well, thank you. And, um, it's been well, when HAR is open again for business, when their doors are open, they have a wonderful studio. That's where my video was filmed. And um, they'll, they have a green screen and a teleprompter and they make you look great. So kudos to HAR for having that when they open their doors again, it's not available right now, but I had kind of let neglected video and I've just kind of started back on my uh, YouTube channel and it doesn't have a lot there. I'm working on it, but it's funny. I started doing uh, cocktails with Christy, just a little funny Facebook live thing. And it's so funny the reach that that has, like some of those videos had like 500 or more views and it's just me making my favorite cocktails. So I tell everyone. What's your favorite cocktail? <clears throat> oh goodness. Well, um, if it's a Friday night, it's a margarita. Right. Saturday night, it's probably a cosmopolitan or, or, a, or, a, or an actual martini. And then, of course, you know, I'm pretty good the rest of the week. <laughs> but, <there's, laughs> but, I, but I have a lot of cocktails that I highlight. I plum martinis and uh, just there's so many wonderful things. And I like doing it. It's like cooking. I like, I enjoy that. So right. I just want to share with people. It's like, don't wait to be perfect to make a video because yeah. perfection never happens. Uh-uh. Start your videos now. You will get better, and uh, you will be the person, the video you want to have later. But you got to start somewhere. So. That's true. Easier said than done. Easier yeah. said than done. Like most things in life, for sure. Um, and did yeah. you did you want me to hit on the industry as well, or or? Of course, yeah. Please. Okay. How, yeah. How can agents help? Uh, or make the difference and impact in the industry. Right, and and be a um, pull the wagon instead of riding in the wagon. So on this one, I like to use I for industry. First one is get involved. And I'm a big volunteer. And I, I, I see a lot of people, they're like, why would you spend all that time doing it? I, I learned my um, industry uh, better than I ever would if I didn't volunteer. And I think that you, you won't know, because I see so many complaints on Facebook about maybe this entity that starts with a Z or or the pack or this association and you don't know this industry till you're in it and volunteering it and see what's really happening behind the scenes so i tell people rather than complain get involved change yeah. it can't change it by complaining you need to get involved my second one is to get invested again i'm not asking for investments but if you are a member of hr please go to that site that i said before because 
I'm asking, I'm telling you, I really <laughs> encourage your request yeah. to check out Street Fact and see what they're but about. The thing is, this is a very, very expensive to keep positive legislative priorities in, in our favor. And I can tell you, and I mean in the favor of the consumer, when the tax, uh, when they read the taxes and uh, Chairman Brady up from the Woodlands, U.S. Uh, Congressman Chairman Brady, he was in charge of this committee and his federal political coordinator, um, Vicki Fullerton, also from the Woodlands, past chair of HAR and TAR, she had a personal relationship with him. They spoke almost daily. They made sure that they got as many protections in that the new tax rules and changes for the consumer that they could get. Is it perfect? No. But you can't have a tax overhaul without losing something to gain something. They protected us on the salt taxes, Texas, is, has such a benefit because we don't have state income tax. So the limit of $10,000 to be able to write off your taxes, your, your state and local taxes, that's what SALT stands for. Ours aren't near as high as like California, property tax and state income tax and a million other taxes they have. But Texas really worked hard with protecting Texans. And so I just say that um, if people don't know why they should invite, invest, call me. I'll be glad to help them. Yeah. And then last, and then lastly is influence. That's the last I is be a mentor. Hold on. Let's yeah. Okay. Sorry, sure. real quick. Um, no problem. I love your, your, your stance and you know, you're involved in a, in a major investor for longer than I have. And it's, you, you have, you know, it's like a push away, you know, like uh close, like, you know, like, put, yeah, you should do it. It's cool if you don't like, but you, you, know, you probably should think about it. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not even an agent, you know, I mean, I guess I would maybe benefit, I, I would, I guess, on the consumer things that they fight for, but for an agent, the reason I'm so passionate about it, uh, because all my friends are agents, and I think it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's just such a, such a good thing that, one, I'm baffled and blown away on how many, how many realtors in the state of Texas probably don't even know very much, any, if anything, about what goes on for this, you know, amazing group of people in the industry right they have there. blinders in, on. In the churches, and, <laughs> and, and you benefit, you're, you're the you're doing a good thing you're helping out your colleagues you're helping out you know your fellow realtors um obviously the consumer too you're saving money in taxes and then you know at the end of the day yeah. you know, helping money it is pretty important for your own family to be able to put money in the bank account and if this is a, a donation and something that is going to help you put more money in your own bank account and save your consumers i mean there's just there's so many wins here it's right. almost selfish not to be involved so um Thank you. They well, you know, blinders are put on that. Um, you know, I'm just going transaction to transaction and not looking at the bigger picture. But I can tell you that I can brag to my clients that my industry has stepped up and saved them money, has made it easier, more transparent cool. to buy a home. Yeah, has cut. Yeah. We protect the consumers. I don't know. Back in I don't know what year it was. Um, I'm gonna. It's blowing my mind. I guess '97, when um, home equity when there was predatory home equity practices in other states. Texas stood firm. You will never be able to dig out more than a certain percentage of your value and use it as an ATM because when the market changes, you're upside down and your home has no equity, no value, negative equity, which happened in places like California and other states. Yeah. It did not protect their consumer. I think in those states, I don't know if still, but at one point you could borrow up to 105% value of your home's value. The minute the, the market changes, you're in the hole. So we felt that the consumer needed to be protected from that predatory practice. We protected them. 
and um, couldn't be prouder of my industry. And every year they're doing something so positive. So I just want um, people to realize that they need to be involved. They need to invest. And then my last one was to be an influencer. Be positive for our industry. Be a mentor. Help those coming behind you. Help them do it right. When you're a co-op, help the other agent. Um, never, uh, of course, putting your client's fiduciary duties on the, on the line, but we can be gentlemen and ladies and we can have manners and we can handle the stresses without uh, sharing our anxieties with our clients and the other. Uh, and we can also be very online. We need to be better. I know you see this. I mean, I, I have never seen a time where people just share things. They have no idea whether it's true or not. And these are professionals. These are realtors. I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, you realize you're probably, you're probably offending half of your client base because our nation is about half, right? Yep. So we need to be a little bit more neutral and maybe the things that think about what we share, because yeah. I always say that, you know, uh, you, what you do positive is fleeting, but what you say in negative will last forever. And somebody has screenshotted it and saved it. And <laughs> it's going to come back and bite you in the backside. So um, why not always yeah. be professional and influence our industry and, and our clients and our communities in such in a positive way? Yeah, no, so much truth to that. Absolutely. And then uh, I know I interrupted a second ago. Well, did you have a third point or was that? That was it. That, that was, was it. Okay. Industry. Yeah. All right, cool. Didn't want to, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, so uh, I'm going to wrap this up. i got a couple, couple more fun questions for you, but do, sure. you, uh, do you have a funny story in your real estate or, or personal life like that you, you, know, <clears throat> you would like to share? With? Sure. Yes. I'm going to go. Now I have about a thousand stories. So we've got a couple hours, right? No. My, no hold on. Let me get a drink. We'll do it. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. Cocktail. Now it's water. Um, so let me start. I'm going to tell you a travel story because everybody hears a story. They just laugh and hoot and holler and it just kind of tells you who I am. So my husband and I love to go on safari in Africa. Not a shooting safari, but a shooting safari with a camera. And we, we've been quite a lot. We've been about, yeah, don't want to offend anybody, right? Unless you're anti-camera and then we got a problem. But um, this, we've been about six, seven times to Africa. We just love it. And so I feel that I'm fairly experienced at it. And we were staying, and I think this, we were staying at the Maasai Mara, which is um, in Tanzania. No, that's Kenya, in Kenya. And they have a rule, because they're in these, these stucco huts that look a little bit like Star Wars, on the planet of Tatooine, if you're a Star Wars fan. And they're raised up above the ground. And they say, well, if you leave your room, don't leave the windows open. But if you're there, it shouldn't be a problem. Uh, my husband was out, I guess, at the pool, and I wanted the window open, beautiful breeze, and I'm looking out at the savannah and creatures and reading, and reading my Kindle. I'm laying on my bed, and the window is right in front of me, and all of a sudden, there's a shadow, and I am about 15 feet above ground. There should not be a shadow. There's no way. Yeah, and, yeah so I look up, and there is a five-foot-tall male baboon in my window right there Whoa. probably about eight feet from my face was his face and he had big canines and he was showing them and, and it was, i was like this is not good because my husband's not in the room and i am my only weapon i had was my kindle which was in my hand and my camera so i slowly backed off the bed thinking what do i do <clears throat> and he's 
being menacing and growling at me and you know what baboons do. <laughs> How and long is this going on? Uh, I'm sorry? How long has this happened? Like, is it a recourse of like 30 seconds or a couple minutes? Yeah, I think, you know, I guess it was 30 seconds for me to slowly get off the bed. And uh -huh. then right. I had to realize, right. do I run about 10, 15 feet behind me to the bathroom? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Or a million miles an hour through your yeah, What do I do? What are my options here? He's going to catch me. There's nothing I can do. And I don't remember any reading anything about duck and roll or what do you do when you're facing a Melba Yeah. So in my mind, I thought it would be wise to scare him. So I did. I and I chased really? him out the window. Nice. So did it work? Yeah, it worked, but wow. I mean, I was shaking and I was trying to get the door windows closed, and he was still trying to come in, and and I got him closed and locked. Heart palpitating, I raced down, and there were people at the bar that took pictures of this baboon coming into my room. I actually could send you one with him above our cabin. But I tell our guy, we had a private guide, and he's he said, You should never do that. He could have hurt you. I said, well, I know he could have hurt me, but in that moment, I guess I didn't have, I ha instead of fight or flight, I definitely had the fight. Yeah. So I think that describes who I am, that yeah. I might look like a mild-mannered, middle-aged lady, but um, I would, I'll fight if I have to. Well, it's, it tastes cool, huh, Christy? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. So I lock my, I lock my windows now every time at that hotel. I trust you. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, I would see after that. That's that's funny. So that's um, my story. Awesome, very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, all right, couple couple quick questions before sure. we get out of here. What uh, what would you say is your uh, best part? Go positive first. What, what would be your best part about being quarantined? Something positive, maybe more time with family. <sighs> well, I mean, my husband and I have spent a lot of time together, <laughs> a lot of time because he's working from home. I was working from home. The dog loves us being home. She's yeah. getting walked two or three times a day. But we're in a, we, I love our home. We're in a comfortable place. I'm an excellent cook. I have to say that. Fantastic. So I wasn't worried about restaurants and yeah. and everything. And I, I loaded up at specs. So we were good there. Yeah. So I would say just um, being, being, spending real quality time with my husband. That's great. No, good for you. Good for y'all. Yeah. Um, I should have invested in specs stock. I'm sure it's Yes. All right. What about uh, worst part, pet peeve about quarantine? Like you're like, dang it, can't wait till I can do whatever. So I I can't use the spending time with my husband. No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> no. No, no. Um, God, you know it's the travel. Honestly, I mean, I'm seeing my kids, and yeah, no, we I'm had right. a trip to we had a trip to Iceland that was you know everybody had trips that were canceled. So I'm not whining about it, but I was a little bit. But but it's just the fact that I I have missed. I'll tell you what I really missed. I travel with Texas Realtors to Washington every year yeah. for the NAR legislative conference where we meet with all of our congressmen and our senators. Mm -hmm. We did that um, via Zoom this year or whatever, and it's not the same. And I miss being, because Washington's one of DC is one of my favorite cities. And I'm there representing my, my industry and representing our members. And I didn't get to do that. And I wanted it so bad. I'm also, uh, there, there was uh, uh, other conferences that I know in the future um, are probably not going to happen. I mean, I know Better Homes and Gardens top producer retreat. We were in Aspen last year. It was canceled. Um, I know that, uh, who knows, NAR in New Orleans. I don't know if that'll happen in November. We've got the Texas Realtor Conference coming up end of August. And I have a feeling that one's probably not, not going to be live. So 
all of my involvement in the industry, I love being with my people. Yeah. And I can't do that. And I don't, I'm not as effective uh, during quarantine. So that's my, that's my pet peeve. Right there with you. Totally get it. I think we all do. It's like traffic, you know, we're all, yeah. we're all in the city. Okay. Uh, let's see. If you could be um, quarantined with my, no family, okay? If you had to be quarantined with anybody locked up, not husband, not your family, who would it be? Gosh, and, and Matthew McConaughey's already taken, so I can't do that one. No. Although I mean, it would have been fun. No. Um, you know, I, I think just some of my best friends. I'm, I'm, you know, I miss seeing my friends and having fun and giggle time. And, I, you know, celebrities, you know, I don't want to be spending time with those people. They're crazy. But, but I do miss my, and I miss my, vol my volunteer friends. So I'd like to have a revolving door of all my friends about every two or three days. Shuffle them in, shuffle them out. But, you know, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. All right. What about, uh, what are you looking the, uh, forward to the most? Would it be travel, like when this is over? Well, I'd like to see my friends again. I mean, I, I want to be, I want to hug people. I'm a hugger. This is hard. I mean, yeah. the elbow thing, that doesn't work for me. Knuckles, no. Well, it's supposed to be and the dirtiest part of your whole body, you know? I, mean, I probably, well, it is after doing that with everybody. Spread, you know? I mean, everybody's walking around doing that. Too. Yeah, you know, I, I, but travel, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're kind of planning a road trip in the fall, maybe to the Carolinas just to get out. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I'd like to get my passport out again and dust it off. But, but mainly I just want, I'd like it to be over so I don't have to worry about the health of everybody that I love, including myself. I have asthma and allergies and, you know, probably hit one of the profiles of people that won't fare well. So I would like that little bit of underlying worry about my children and my in-laws to go away. And yeah. so that is what I'm hoping for most is that we can find a way to, to beat this and move forward. No, I'm right there with you. It's uh, it's been hard, my parents are right there too. And I'm like, I, I don't like really want to go and uh, we're home a lot. I mean, I do air hugs, I do. I mean, I'm just, I'm just not, yeah. it. you know, my mom's just, just not worth it, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's tough, that's real tough. So it is tough. I'm not yeah. a fan. Uh, which favorite, um, Band, artist, musical, genre. Like well, genre, I absolutely love chick rock. And I know that's probably not politically correct to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Women who can rock and sing, pink. You know, I just love that. I always have heart from the 70s. Power women. Power yes. But I, but I have to, a, a guilty pleasure is the Garth Channel on Sirius Radio because he plays so much great stuff. And it's, and I like country, just not all the time. So right. I, 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 you know, you can look at my series radio channels and see that it's mostly 70s rock because that's my yeah. era. I even have the disco channel of seasons. What, I can't remember what it's called, but 54 or whatever. But um, I just, I love chick rock though. Love it. Awesome. What's the last book you read, read Christy? Or your favorite? Think of that. My favorite book, and I had it here because I knew you were going to ask this question. So yeah. This I recommend to anyone, and it comes in paperback, and look how warped this paperback is because I read it so much, and I loan it out all the time. It's by Dr. Price Pritchett. It's called Hard Optimism. If there was ever a book for right now. Hard Optimism. Hard Optimism, because basically it's saying that, yes, I've always been a bubbly person, um, you know, glass half full, looking through rose-colored glasses. Sure. That's who I am. But you still have to work at optimism, even if you naturally are that way. 
And then for people who are not that way, they have to work twice as hard. And this kind of delves into the difference between optimism and pessimism. And that realism is kind of just another word for pessimism. And that some pessimism is important, but it, but it needs to be metered and it needs to be countered with active optimism and not just in the time of COVID, all the time. But this book has helped me so much. I give this to tons of people. I recommend it highly. I'm gonna, yeah, I wrote it down. Thank you so much. I, I love that. There's a, there's a, there's a formula for just about everything, you know. But you just, you think about those three, four components that you just rattled off there, and you think that's like, well, you're either this or you're that. No, there's, uh, it makes you're a lot. Blend. Of you're so blend. You're blend. I can't wait to dive a little deeper into. Uh, but, but people that say, well, I'm, I'm just a pessimist. I'm like, you choose that actually. You and do. You do. You can choose to be optimistic, and not, we're not talking Pollyanna. That's not how the world is. Right. But if you look at things and say, well, I'm a realist, I see how things are, mm -hmm. then you maybe lose sight of how things could be. Right. So you have to blend it. And that blend will change depending on what's going on. And right. I know uh, my mother suffered with uh, manic depression. So as a child, I grew up in that heavy, dark, pessimist, you know, not I don't know how I turned out like I did because maybe I wanted to be the polar opposite of her, but, and I loved her, but you know, the, I think that we all need to work on our mental health right now as yep. much as physical. And I, I choose optimism. In fact, I looked at, this is like my little notebook. I mean, you know, I've just, I, I keep it in front of me all the time because this is how I need to get through my life. And the alternative is not acceptable to me. Okay, so that's not the book. What was that? That's an optimism. That's just a notebook. Like full of positive quotes or something? This or is just my to, notebook, but it's you just. You just write down positive stuff throughout your day in there? Or? or, you know, anything. It's just, I keep the thought of optimism always. And if you've ever followed me on Facebook, you'll notice it's always positive. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I push for positive because if, if we push negativity out all the time, that doesn't allow positivity to cut to shine yeah. i think negativity is heavier than positivity or pessimism yeah. and optimism so it can press down the good and it doesn't allow the good to escape and to shine and we need to give more weight to optimism right now than we do pessimism yep more important right now than ever absolutely agree with you what's your favorite brand or product that you could not live without <sighs> Yeah, me too. I don't know why people, more people don't say that. I almost want to like tell them that's my iPhone because I, I know what it is. It's, it's your phone. Like you know, it's every, everybody's phone. And I have. Phone I have a. I, mean, like, I can't. I can point to all my iPads at home and the new iPad Pro I'm picking up today from Best Buy as soon as they tell me it's ready. I I tried Microsoft Circus, didn't work. I'm on one right now. Love them. So. I, yeah, I, and I, I hate to admit it. And, and, and during COVID, my screen time, you know, you get the little report, it's embarrassing. So I'm going to try to work to get that screen time down. But if you ask me my favorite product, yeah, it, I like jewelry, but I really like Apple. <laughs> yeah. um, what about a mentor or a coach? Anybody you want to give a shout out to, or do you have a coach right now? You know, I, I, I don't know, and I should, and don't, I, I know now that I said that they're all going to be calling me, but, um, you know, I, I, I have followed Brian Buffini a lot in the past. I do like his message. And I and I, I followed, you know, Tom Ferry and his dad before him. And there's a lot of great coaches out there. But I think my best coach was my first manager, uh, Tracy Bagal. You remember Tracy before Love she you. retired. 
she just was what I needed at that time. She is and, you know, awesome. Just, yeah. And she helped me um, be a good agent, a great agent. And, and um, that just, I think her mentorship got me on the right path. I also, I work with some incredible people. So we share a lot in this office. It's the reason that I work for this brokerage. Mark Woodruff another, is another great mentor. Yeah. And then there are people that I've known from my volunteership, from the board and those people that we mentor each other. So do I have an active coach now? Although, um, like I said, I'll probably get about 12 calls because I don't. Right. But I do believe in coaching and I've had coaches in the past that I had paid and they were great. The bad thing is I actually would lie to my coaches. I'm terrible because I would be so busy. I was so busy. You know, when you need to coach the most and starts working, then you get busy. Pardon me. (coughs) Sorry. And so they tell me to do all these things. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's $600. Go away till I talk to you next month. So I was paying some I was paying someone to lie to it's terrible <laughs> so I quit coaching and I, I know there are better ways to do it and I'm only admitting that's another funny story I guess but but I think coaching is important whether it's an official coach a great manager a great friend in or out of the industry but you really should find people who hold you up but also can tell you the truth when you're messing up yeah no, absolutely. And I, I want to give a shout out to Bob and Lisa Miles. They're in your office. <coughs> Those are some people that oh, yeah. you're, you're referencing when you're talking about good people just in the office. That's why that you're there because I know they're, they're pillars in the, in the Katy area. So. Well, I can tell you, Bob is one of the reasons I had such a push because when I first started, I'm like, this guy's kind of a left brain, quiet guy. How is he so successful? And I went yeah. and asked him. He told me what I did, what he did, and I copied it. And yeah. that helped. So do that. See people that are successful, go up and ask them what they did. If they won't share, shame on them. Go find someone that will. Because we don't hold the secrets to success. Um, Whatever gifts we have, we should share our gifts because they were shared with us. That's awesome. Beautifully put. What's uh, the best advice and who gave it to you? Best advice and who gave it to you? Yeah. You know what's funny? It's kind of like when I talk to you about your business. When I first said I wanted to be a real estate agent, my real estate agent, we had just moved back from Dubai and she was driving me around and I was just this little housewife, expat. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll try this. I don't think she realized I'd been a professional court reporter for many years with my own business. And, and she said, oh, you'll be, you won't do it. It's too much work. You won't want to do it. And then I had another gal um, who's in the industry at that Love time. Don't challenge. Oh, I think I was told by three people, oh no, it's no, That's no. You, basically, you know, I was too silly and you know, it's serious business. You're too silly. And uh, yeah, I did it. And I think every day I was sitting there going, uh-huh. And then I outperformed them and outperformed them and outperformed them. So I think what works for me more is a challenge uh, to, to do better or that I told I can't do something because brother, watch me do it. <laughs> awesome i love it that's awesome well christy thank you so much it's been a pleasure getting to catch up with you yes. on disruption nation and, and just being on today um any any closing comments you want to say before i sign us out of here no i just i love what you're building i love that you are consistent and i think that has been what we talked about that consistency part it's so important and it is so hard to be a voice and all this white noise around us 
So kudos to you for building this. Thank you for having me be a part of it. And I just, um, I hope everyone will do the things that I maybe suggested is just don't be basic, be extra and be great. And you'll be do fine. One thing. What is it? Uh, HR.com forward slash tree pack. Well, yes, for those that are members of HAR and, and uh, affiliate members, yes. But if, if you're the consumer and you're not in the business and you don't know what TREPAC has done, T-R-E-P-A-C, look it up. I want you to know that your realtor's industry, what they have done for you as a consumer and a property owner in Texas and in the nation, I think you'll be shocked. Yeah. I love it. I love it all. Well, hey, every Tuesday, two o'clock, we have one of these. So yes. go to our uh, YouTube page and subscribe. And we have hundreds of videos up there. A lot of amazing people with uh, great content. So please go check it out. It's all right there for you. Um, and, and again, Disruption Nation, it's a YouTube show podcast platform where we highlight, showcase people that are disrupting their space in a positive way. Christy's been doing that for a long time leader big time pioneer thank you so much you've uh, you've been you know uh, a role model and um mentor to me from afar for sure um with you know the previous business with this business and uh, and, and on down the road so thank you so much but um we will uh, we will catch it next time and uh, oh as always you can go to masterclasshouston.com and see what we have coming up next if you want to yeah. engage and be a part of, uh, of what we got in the future it's always there and um, but with that being said, we will see you next time. Christy, thank you so much. See you all next time. Thank you. Thank you.